attention is the currency, you know, and, and that's what all brands and these big companies like the goal is to get people's attention. Right. I didn't realize with we're going to be talking about V friends and whatnot, but like Disney cartoons didn't necessarily make Disney or, or that IP the money. They, they put out the cartoons to get the attention in the eyes of kids, and their parents and on Saturday morning and whatnot to then go to Disney World to then go buy you know, memorabilia, go buy toys and, mm -hmm. and stuff. It's all a game. Like, how do you get people's attention and then lead them to where where they want to pay? The content or game, baby. Content game the is content crazy, game, man. man. We're in the content game. Let's uh, let's kick this thing off. Hold on. You got a little, uh, is this a Tyler, the creator yeah, clip? Got a little clip here. I'm really outside living, so what the f*** is an NFT? I paint at home. I play instruments. <laughs> I know this who scope it. I have a friend making me speakers by hand right now. What the f*** is an NFT? <laughs> is this paint? But it's just a swinging contest. And like, look, I bought a picture of a monkey. <laughs> now, now, but the idea of an NFT, which I'm not fully informed, so I'm kind of speaking out of this surface level ignorance. So excuse me when this comes out and some is in the comments like, he doesn't know what the f*** he's talking about. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> The idea of an NFT, I guess, is like art or something, but none of, at least for the art side, none of the examples that I've seen is like beautiful art. Yeah. It's a f monkey in a supreme hoodie. All right, y'all get the Podcast man, and we have our first guest in the building. Hold up, hold up, Xander. Thank you for joining us, dude. Let's thank go. you for joining. Us. Pleasure to be here, Xander. Thanks Strat. for having me, dude. Yeah, no Happy doubt. to be your first guest. Yeah, man, it's important. It's an important one. Um, this so, is big time, huge. So, I mean, Matt and I have been talking about it for the last four episodes, but we're going to VCon. It's finally next week. Seven days away. And this man, Xander, is going to join us. And we're going we're gonna to document the whole situation. So we wanted to have him on so we could have, like, a pre-conversation about expectations, things like that. Because, I mean, this is kind of the first conference of its kind like this. We're um, all going into this a little bit blind. I mean, the whole world, the whole Web3 world is, yeah. is new. And just, like, the, the unknown of what, what next week is going to be like. Yeah, like, we've been, we've been, we've been bouncing this around for the last couple months and it's it's almost here yeah man i feel like we've been talking about this what five months four months yeah probably longer than yeah that. dude dude since I'm i pumped. had you on the other pod i feel like <laughs> i think so i think that's when we first realized because because you know we're gonna explain uh the v friends ecosystem and like sort of where these tickets started from but but since i had those three three nfts like we Knowing a ticket was coming, we've kind of built this little a little three man crew yeah, man. over text. Group. Yeah, and uh, it's it, it's going to be great. It's it's funny. I, I was just just thinking. Um, this is your guys' first time meeting in real life, right? Yeah, like yeah, we've, yeah. Been yeah. we've been talking on, on yep. text. And We're whatnot. Web three homies. That's right. <laughs> have Have either of you listened to the Bankless podcast? 
I, I think I, I told you guys about it, maybe, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, it's it's probably one of the bigger crypto Web three, probably heavier crypto than NFTs, but like a Web three DeFi podcast. These two guys who run the podcast, it's been going on for a couple of years. They've never met in person. It started in That's the pandemic. Dope. They're going to a conference in the next couple of weeks and they're meeting for the first time. But like, they're on on screen every week together, and you think they're their best friend, right? Like, right. It, That's interesting. How that works life's out. crazy, man. I can't wait to meet all the people who are like-minded like us. Like, not really know what the fuck we're doing, but we know we're here for a purpose. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's going to be cool. I feel like I recognize people based off of their Twitter profile pictures. <laughs> like, it's true. somebody changes their profile picture, I'm like, who is this? It, 100%. But, it's going to be interesting to see how, and they've teased at a couple different things, not, not anything specific, but like, you know, most conferences, I think you, you get your lanyard and your yeah. pass or, you know, hi, my name is like they're going to be doing something different to, sh to to um you know, communicate who we are with our because most people, you know, by discord usernames or Twitter usernames, right. like, right. I don't use my full name on Twitter or like on any of these. So we all have our own aliases. Yeah. And things like that. Like, so how are how are we going to show they're going to do something crazy? Right. right. I don't know what it's going to be like. I still, well, even on the sign up, you know, you can add in your twitter handle mm -hmm. you can add in your instagram your discord i still need to sign up. <laughs> yeah, you guys got it that's okay that's okay <laughs> it's really cool I, I mean it's cool it just lays out the whole schedule and you can just see everything that's yeah. going on it's gonna be so dope but, how you guys uh, been though what what was the weekend like you have any plans this weekend yeah we can into it weekend was good actually my my oldest son turned nine. Oh, get out of here so how many kids do you have three three so okay. nine three and one okay wait hold up, hold up. oh yeah yep. <laughs> gotta give him a birthday round of applause. yeah so we had a birthday slash mother's day for oh birthday and for, mother's day for You've mom busy. and mom and oldest son and everybody had a good time Sweet. we had a, had a lot of good treats and desserts and let's go you know mimosas and mimosas all day i mean we're champagne gang in here she beat me to it. It is the champagne campaign, right? <laughs> no, it's I, I not to. I want to hear more about your weekend, and your stuff, but like I've been pumped to have Xander on because it's a whole new perspective on on investing and buying NFTs. Mm -hmm. Like, like we can talk all we want. We're just single dudes without as much responsibility. Like, oh, that's true. You know, we're talking about wife and kid, like that. That's a whole different mindset you got to be in. I'm 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 excited to hear more about it as we get in get into NFTs. But it was a good weekend, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good. Good one for me, I'm sure. Do you watch any NBA? Oh yeah, always. I, you know, my wife is probably sick of watching <laughs> all of these playoff games, but you gotta I've have got, them on. I've got them on every night. I'm I'm gunning for the Suns this year. Oh, that's who you got. I I hope they can uh, get back to the finals and do work this time. So before the playoffs kicked off in the east, <laughs> in the west, who did you have coming out? You know, I. Beyond. I guess I'm I'm not when the Pistons are bad, which they've been bad for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I honestly don't really care who comes out of okay. the East or West. So you didn't have like a prediction though? I, I didn't necessarily okay. have a prediction. Um, you know, I love CP three, I love book. I I think CP three deserves a ship. Oh, did you see that when um that kid pushes mom or some shit? I, I read about it, but I, I did not nuts. see any video. But, yeah, that was a big, you know, people putting hands on his family. That's 
he's ban- he's banned for life from the arena. The kid? Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. I never saw. Sorry. Um, I never saw what happened either. I, you just see the the end of it where CP3 is peeking out of the the right. huddle, and he's like, "You want? We'll we'll talk about this outside, like after the game." But as this kid and his mom, and they're being escorted. What just happened? So he like gave uh, CP's mom and sister the bow real quick, and they were uh, sitting right behind the bench. Yeah, and like, so like <laughs> he's in the huddle and he's literally looking at this kid do this, and so then he starts, you know, as anybody would, like, yeah, get your fucking hands off my mom's, yo. Right, like, <laughs> if you're a fa- you you have, as a fan at a sporting event, like. You're as free as in like any other place in the entire world. Like you can get away with a lot. Like why is that not enough? Just to yell at the players on the on the floor, just to like right. root for your team. Like why you got to be touching people or work? Like These it's kind of got out of control this year. Yeah, it's super extra, and I kind of think part of it is we've been on lockdown for two years, and so now people don't know how to act. True. Like, True. <laughs> I mean, that's real. There's been, I mean, even before the pandemic, though, there's been some crazy heckling going on but now it's like that one celtics thing was at the beginning with Kyrie, i think at the beginning of the year like or or, or last last playoffs the the suns fan remember who punched the uh who were they playing this yeah when they were walking up the yeah walking up the aisle four something like that that was a huge meme yeah i forgot what series it was but some dude handcuffed himself to the basket this playoff come on and security couldn't remove him (laughs) like i don't know i don't know what the hell's going on (laughs) unbelievable people are losing it (laughs) crazy so you guys saw the jaw situation right with jordan Poole when he yeah when um he got injured um he missed the last game and by the way i was telling all my coworkers last night the grizzlies paid they play better without jaw did the Grizzlies? Are- <laughs> I'm just saying they do. They just they had a better it. record without John. Because everybody's season. like, "All oh, Warriors are gonna win tonight." I'm like, they actually played better without John, and they should have won the last game. Um, but Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole was just going for the ball, wasn't he? And yeah. that was just like something that happened. Like I know they try to make it like a an intentional witch hunt type of situation, but did you see that, Xander? I yeah, I mean, I saw it after the fact. I saw him just unhappy on the bench afterwards seemed like you know he was walking into the tunnel and i think his dad yelled at him or something and yeah you know he didn't respond but i don't a think bummer man it wasn't malicious at all jordan no. Poole, like it was such a quick play he's had knee issues mm-hmm. this year i uh, like they're they're in awkward positions like it, his his hand does kind of touch i mean in slow motion like reach around touches the knee but the ball's down. He was going for the ball. Right. Ja was dribbling the ball. Yeah. He was going for the ball. Missed it. Like, it, it happens all the yeah. time. Like, it, just like when you're going up for a layup and they're trying to follow you, but you get hit in the face. Yeah. They didn't try to. They're not trying to hit you in the face. They just want to follow you. I think it's it's Ja in the heat of the moment or the, just after the game. He's hot and he's realizing he I'm probably knows I'm, I'm probably done for the playoffs. Yeah. And he, he sends that tweet that's now deleted of of broke the code yeah or something which is in response to steve kerr talking about um, um dylan brooks taking out gary payton jr right uh, uh, gary payton the second which was malicious that was malicious. i don't know i that one seemed <laughs> different i think it, I, it was a different a different mind like, like he was going in for for either a hard foul or I think he was coming full speed. And, you know, sometimes, like, you just try to swipe over 
over the player's head to like maybe you get a piece of the ball. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and he got Gary Payton's head. Like when he was coming over yeah. pretty yeah. pretty square in the head. So yeah. I it's just my opinion, but but I can see that. I can see that. It was just like when someone's in the air. When they're in the air, yeah. like that's why I'm like, uh Yeah. Playoff atmosphere is tough though. Yeah. I, right? I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta think that you're not giving up any easy right. any easy For baskets. Sure. For sure. Even, even if player. he's out of position, you know, he's, just he's doing his best yeah. to try and make sure he doesn't make it. And, you know, well, I mean, we're trying he, to win the he chip. He didn't make yeah. it. So, yeah, yeah. You wonder if 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 he doesn't break his arm, if he if he's out for a game or he doesn't get hurt. We're not even talking about like he's not suspended for a game. Maybe he's going to get a flagrant. Yeah, maybe but, he's kicked out of that yeah. game. But it, this whole thing is is not a, a conversation. yeah. yeah. No, hey, I'm are you guys are you guys sports betters? Like, do you uh, do you on sports at all? So I've been donating to FanDuel pretty <laughs> recently, so I stopped. <laughs> but I yep. should have put money on the Grizzlies last night because I'm like they play better without Ja, and then they they do. just killed them. They so do. I don't know why I didn't do that, but I think the only bet I've made was last year. I I signed up for that Barstool Sportsbook app. Oh yeah, and they had like a free bet or something. I think I took the free bet. Yeah. That's the only bet. That's the, only bet, that. I, that's yeah. the yeah. only bet I've made. Oh yeah. How's yeah. Your, how's your it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I was living in real time with Xander. Xander was Yeah, I was I, I was on board with that. Um I don't sport I don't gamble off. Like I think I would I would like it too much and I, I like the insane parlays where you got seven, eight, nine, ten different things and you can put 10 bucks or 20 bucks down. So you don't gamble often. So no. what, what, why this night? You're like, all right. You know, I, <laughs> occasionally, <laughs> it, I, it actually leads to a whole nother conversation, maybe for like in terms of cross selling within platforms. Like uh-huh. for whatever reason, I was on DraftKings. Like actually, I think I was in like their NFT marketplace. Okay. And you get, the, there's perks that you get from, holding their NFTs or from signing up for, for FanDuel or whatever. They give you $25, $50 free. I was on DraftKings and one of their platforms, I think it took me over to the sports book. And sometimes, sometimes I just like going through and like seeing like in the concept of parlays, like seeing what goes together and like how, what, how crazy can yeah. your odds get? Um, it's like, if you know sports and if you have a, I mean, if you really studied these teams hard or prepared, mm. like you understand what play, like you can find some gems in there. Um, but more often than not, it's gambling. More often than not, like yeah, yeah. even if you're just doing a bunch of five dollar bets, you're probably <laughs> you're gonna lose more often than not. <laughs> so, uh, not last night, but it was Saturday. Yeah, the Saturday. Saturday. Mm. I just decided for the hell of it, I was gonna put fifty dollars on on a. I really wanted to watch the Memphis Suns game. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put I'm gonna put some I'm money. I really on this. enjoy this game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and I was, you know, finding all these different things. Uh, Jaron Jackson over 12 and a half points. Yeah, I think you can do that. Sounds good. You know, Draymond eight assists. Uh, like, there were I think it was a seven or eight leg parlay. Jordan Poole needs 23 more than 23 points. Um, the two, I guess. How do you tell the story? How many how many bets were there? In this part, I think you had seven or eight. Yeah, seven or eight. There was, you know, Steph and Ja needed over thirty and a half. I think thirty and a half. Damn. I think uh, 
seven pick parlay plus 150,000 to one odds. <laughs> so it is over 12 and a half points. So Jaron Jackson scores 13 points. Jordan Poole scores 24 points. Okay. John Morant scores 31 points. Jaron Jackson has two or more assists. Draymond Green's has eight, Draymond Green has eight or more assists. Then the so so those that I just listed, I yeah. hit on. Yeah. All of those are green right now. Money. The two that I didn't hit on. Wait, hold on. How are you feeling in the in this? So this is transpiring. You're watching the game. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh shit. This hit, this hit, this hit, this hit. He texted me at halftime and I was like, this could legitimately happen. <laughs> so I, I was like on board. I, I told you, I was end. like, I was like, I don't mean to just like bring you into this world or like, but this is what's happening. But like, there's a legitimate shot. <laughs> yeah, at yeah. halftime, Draymond had four assists. Wiggins had 15 points at halftime. And he ended up scoring. He hit a two. It was like the first basket of the second half. So I needed Wiggins to score three more points. I needed, I needed Steph to in the second half to have like 17. Yeah. Five. Which is. He's a third quarter player. He yeah, he honestly is. And if the game's like, close, right. if the game's close, he's going to be pulling. And yeah. and ultimately, so so Steph had twenty eight points. I need him to score thirty one. Andrew Wiggins had seventeen points, and he had fifteen and a half. Yeah, yeah. He he had some foul trouble. Like he was he was sitting out for a little bit. Then he got his fifth foul real quick in the fourth. Oh my! So God. they sat him. And this whole time, I'm I'm praying that Memphis keeps it close. And you watch this? Yeah, I would have had to turn this shit off. It, I was <laughs> I was texting Zayner. I was like genuinely, like th th my anxiety was through the like it wasn't fun. It, it was it was like oh my god, like this I was could. sweating for you. So so I'm oh, glad I didn't text you back. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was it was bad when the. It was such a such a blowout. It, uh, you know, five five minutes left in the game, they take Steph out of the game. They're up by 30, 40 points. Mm. Like, take Steph out of the game. Wiggins isn't coming back in the game. I realize it's all it's all over. But God. if I'd hit fifty dollars would have turned into seventy five thousand. Mm -hmm. Damn. <laughs> Seriously. I had to do that. I'm sorry. You know, you know what that L you know what that L did to me? It made me not want to bet anymore. So last night. You were talking about the our, my Southpaw Slabs post. Yeah, I just you know what I'm like. Jokic was given the MVP two days ago. Yeah, let's talk about that after. I'm like, okay, Gian, knowing Giannis, like he's gonna come to play tonight. Like yeah, he's yeah. gonna have one of those epic Giannis games. It's like, all right, he's gonna get a forty piece tonight. Yeah. I go to sports. I check. I decide not to bet on that, so I'm not a. a, a See, usually that would have the opposite effect. Really? Yeah, like you you were so close to making 75 grand. Mm -hmm. Motherfuckers would be like, "All right, I know I'm going to get it. That's <laughs> so true. I'm going to get one." That's of these. true. Yeah. But good that he didn't. Yeah, that. right, right. That's what I'm saying. Kudos for you cuz Although, how many points did you, how many points did Giannis have last night? 39. Dude. 40. Oh, yeah, 40. On the uh, dot, 40 points. On and they they yeah. they beat the Celtics by 3. Giannis is salty like that too. Mhm. Mm Same with Joel. Mm -hmm. Like both of them. I'm happy I didn't bet cuz I would have said uh Celtics and Grizzlies but I I wish I put money on the Grizzlies. I didn't know I didn't even know what the line was but Dude, they play better without Ja. It's hard. It's hard. What what I will say going down that path like now looking at any just like one singular bet that's just plus 100 or whatever it is, like no win is kind of worth it enough to me, you know. Yeah. I don't want to put $50 on to win 65. Like Yeah, that makes If sense. I'm going to put 
I'm now finding like if, for the fences if for I can you. do five or ten dollars and turn it into twenty, thirty, forty thousand, those are the kind of bets I might right. do occasionally. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. With these DraftKings and NFTs, they'll way. like airdrop me money. Like they'll just give you twenty five bucks in free bets if you hold this NFT. Like like they're do FanDuel, here I come. It's crazy. <laughs> so this is we won't go into in depth about this today, but like I have this hypothesis in my head now that the the number one sports gambling entity in the country isn't created today it isn't out there today okay. i think it's going to be fanatics or someone like fanatics who Why? who who is going to build up their customer base through everything else they everything else they do appear uh, apparel memorabilia stuff sports cards nfts and eventually whenever it happens they're going to use that to then bring them over to sports mm. gambling because they have all the infrastructure that they can build with the different leagues and players associations and stuff. So just how like DraftKings and FanDuel and whatnot, they're all this gambling. You'll see every billboard you drive by right. you know, on the highway. It's, right. it's $25 free, a hundred dollar free. Bet. Every platform. They yeah. are losing so much money, but they're doing it. So they get you to the platform and over, over time they'll, they'll make it back. Yeah. And think that you are gonna win seventy five grand. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they're losing billions. But that's part of their business. Their stock prices down too. So. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stock prices down. Oh, NFTs yeah. down. Real, be hating on real that. quick though, I know this is not on the docket, but Joker back to back MVP. Are you with that? Or are you not? I, I'm I'm okay with it. Okay. I thought I thought Embiid should have won it. Me too. And I thought. My problem is is more with the timing. They should announce it if it's a regular season award. Announce it right after the regular season. We get to see Embiid and Giannis like. And Joker, you at home? Yeah, he's he's home, and maybe I'm salty too with living in Detroit, seeing Cade Cunningham not win Rookie of the Year because all the voters are talking about how good the team is that the rookies. Where does that matter? So that's my beef. You hit the nail on the head. One is the timing because that's weird. Like, okay, he won the MVP, but he's not in the playoffs. Two, be consistent. So we gave Scotty Barnes Rookie of the Year because he was on the best team. Right. So, like, Joker's not on the best team. No. Like, give that award to Embiid or Giannis or, like. Most valuable player should factor in your team's performance versus Rookie of the Year where you're – the best rookie is probably getting drafted to a bad team. It's not. It's it's about your stats, right? And I don't necessarily agree with the voting process because usually it's like we're going to give it to the best player on, who has the best record. I don't always think that person is always deserving of the MVP, but but that that's how be. they started it off with the rookie of the year. Like, okay, we're gonna like the Raptors are in the playoffs. Scotty Marks made an impact. Their playoff team. Same mm-hmm. with Evan Mobley. He got the not over K two. Yeah. Um. But in reality, Cade is the entire team. These guys are role players. Right. So. And Cade did things in his rookie year that only MJ and LeBron, like, he's done historic things. Right. And so for them to give the MVP to Joker, it's like you just went against the other awards. Crazy. In my opinion. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah. Listen, the MVP race, all these guys are incredible. Like, yeah, you could pick any one of those guys, make an argument for any of them. And you've got a good argument. Mm-hmm. I think I think for the rookie of the year, yeah. Like Kate is more has more potential to be an actual star mm-hmm. in the league. And you know, I yeah. 
he he would have been a good choice. I also think the Pistons aren't the sexiest team. No, True. you know, like Detroit versus everybody. Just you know, it it is what it is. Cade's a great player. I think he knows that. Would it have been cool to see him win Rookie of the Year? Yeah, of course. I I think he's gonna have a lot more help now mm-hmm. after this upcoming draft. I think he's gonna be. Mo- he seems Players like a guy. Know. He Players seems know. like a guy too that's gonna remember this one. Yeah, too. We'll, okay. We'll he's, see. We'll see how it goes. I I think he's obviously got great potential. I think he's gonna be yeah. a good player. Um, you know, I, I don't think I told you. You know who we're talking to? We got a, a former uh, uh, college basketball player. Oh, get out of here, for Struck, Yeah. yeah. What you just yeah. play? Actually, a really cool story. Um, so I I played in high school. Obviously, Matt and I went to the same school. Um, and then I ended up playing four years at Grinnell. Get out of here. A okay. Small small school in Iowa. We got a hoop. Um, yeah, for sure. Do you any, know about Grinnell? Time. Do you know mm-hmm. about? Does that name mean anything to you? No. Yeah, Gr- you want it? Grinnell small school. Um, interesting, interesting system that that we would run. But essentially, you know, you're you're basically five on five off every thirty five seconds. Okay, is, is the idea, and um, it's kind of like hockey with with lines. Yeah. So you shift in three or four or sometimes all five guys okay that's what I. and you're trying to run you run a full court press on defense the whole game that's what i used to play in high school and you're trying you're trying to get get the ball back and shoot a three essentially yeah it's like a three or a wide open layup and if if you've got the ball after 12 to 15 seconds you're shooting it because it's really all about pace of play and turnovers and then obviously you got to make shots but um, so consistently, they would lead the the country in total points per game. That's what I was gonna ask. I was like, so it to me, it could go either way. Like you could be leading the country in points or leading the country in turnovers. Like as a defensive team, like it could be a very low scoring game, mm-hmm. or it could be a super high scoring game. Yeah, it's but tough. it sounds like you guys can shoot the shit. It's it's <laughs> tough too because you know you, you have shoot. you have new guys coming in every year so like my okay. freshman year we had a, a a very good core of guys that were all seniors and you know we had some juniors sophomores and freshmen that obviously played quite mm-hmm. a bit because you get a lot of participation when Sweet. you're running you know you've got 15 to 17 guys playing every game um but yeah it's it, when you've got new guys coming in, you have to adjust. So like my freshman year, we ended up going to the conference championship. We tied for first place after the regular season and then lost in the tournament um, afterwards. Uh, And then my, my sophomore year, we lost all those guys. So we had a, we had a couple freshmen that were coming in that were, you know, supposed to be pretty, very, very good, but they needed to learn the system. You know, we had, myself and a couple other of my classmates that were decent yeah. you know i was i was more of a role player than one of the stars on okay. the team but um yeah it was, you do, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun that's um, one of the best text messages of all time i was received from xander might have been with your senior year do you and i'll let you re- i'm not sure i remember rephrase the story message. but i think you'll know where i'm going with this do you remember adam um you know, a couple of years ago, when you, when we were in college, on Sports Center, they had uh, uh, there's a guy who set the record for most points in a single game, which was a hundred and how many, so how so many at points? the at the time. So this 
I guess we'll we'll Most go back. In a single game. My in a single game. So my um, gosh, it was it was either my junior or senior year. We had one of one of my buddies who was a year younger than me. Um, his name's Griffin. Um, he was like our guy that okay. that year. Um, and he was the guy pretty much the whole time that he was at Grinnell. Um, but in, in one game, we had a game plan where it was like, all right, let's, let's get Griff a lot of shots. We'll see how many points he's got at the half and then, you know, see if we can keep it going. So I think he had, he probably had like 35 or 38 at the half half. and, and these are all threes primarily. Primarily, okay. yeah, you know, he was getting up a lot of shots, but he had a good pull-up jump shot too, and would he could jump well, okay, you know, like out of the gym, um, and so we were like, all right, let's let's try and get him some more. So you know, we're <laughs> we're setting screens for Griff, and he's he's trying to pull and get as many points as he can. Yeah, he's feeling. He it. he ended up having uh, eighty-nine points at the end of the game, and. I think we ended up winning. Griff Bryant, God, his, his name's God Griffin Lent. <laughs> Shout out to Griffin. Um, miss you, buddy. If you're if you ever come across this pod, um, oh, we'll will. send it to him. Oh, but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, he had 89, and um, I had one three in that game. So I think I texted Broder, and I was like. Yo, me and my buddy combined for 92 points today. Basically, <laughs> before it hit sports yeah, or anything. You know, I oh think I was sitting God. on the bus. I I sent it to a couple buddies. I thought it was funny, but um, that's awesome. Man. Yeah, Shit. cool, cool story. And then the following years, um, another kid uh, ended up coming. He was initially um, a year or two younger than me, and he had visited a handful of times. Well. I was on the team. He was buddies with one of the other guys on the team okay. from uh, Wisconsin. And he was getting recruited by us and a handful of other schools, some smaller D1 schools. Um, he ended up going to UW-Whitewater for his okay. freshman year. Yeah. And I'm not sure the entirety of the story, but as far as I know, he got injured at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, took a redshirt year, I believe, and ended up coming to Grinnell a couple years later after I had graduated. So when he got on the team, he was a junior, I believe, a sophomore or junior technically, um, but he was a little bit older, but shorter, shorter guy, uh, under six feet. But he ended up resetting this a new record. He scored, I think, his junior year. He scored, or sophomore or junior year, one of his years, he scored 124. Or a hundred and something, some ridiculous number. The the one what? year, and then the following year, he scored a hundred and thirty eight points. One player in, in one game. So nobody else is shooting. I think in that game, <laughs> I can't. think he took seventy seven threes. Oh my! By himself. Um, but you know, it's a it's a whole team thing. Like the whole team has to buy in, right? At, oh yeah. At that point, it's not nobody else is shooting. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, it's like everybody gets excited. A whole and it, team and will get up seventy seven shots. Yeah, and and you know, it it's cool. You can you can watch it on. I'm definitely online. checking you can, that out. That wow. sounds like some mellow ball in high school type shit. <laughs> That's what it sounds. It was like the original. It was <laughs> it was pretty pretty crazy, but 
yeah, my one of my buddies too, who was on, uh, his name's Ross. Um, he actually w- was with the team the year that it happened, and he wrote a book about it. It's called mm. "The Road to 138." That's crazy. Um, cool, cool, cool story, and kind of outlines, you know, the process of yeah. coach's mentality, what the players are thinking, and just the That's... logistics of how that kind of thing. I miss gets basketball. Put together. Me too. I didn't know we had a hooper among us. We got. We definitely got to get like the contract era. We should have a VCon <laughs> three on three tournament. We would dominate. Yeah, man. I'm pretty be. washed up, but oh, me too. I'll I'll stand in the corner and just secretly shoot some one, open threes. Secretly, one of the things I miss most about basketball is the warm up playlist that we would we oh, would run out yeah. to. Oh, yeah, like yeah, when I hear yeah. "Bring Him Out" by Ti, like I immediately go to running out on our court. Like what? Are, Same. What are some of the other songs that you guys remember? Um, put on with Jeezy. Oh, yeah. that was a big one. Um, make it rain, Fat Joe and the yeah, Terror Squad. Make it rain. Um, yeah. Damn, I forgot the one song with Young Joe. It's like, ain't I? It, it might be called Ain't I. <laughs> I know we ran, we, we we ran it up pretty good. We had a bunch of Gucci Men on there. Like uh, those are those are the day, Scat Man. Yeah, that was a Grinnell one you told me. That about. was a Grinnell one. Yeah. yeah. We Imagine came out. It. We came out to. Uh, the opening of the Lion King in in college, so for yeah, did one of those. That was that was a good one. I like that. I wonder if 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 Kendrick was popular back then. <laughs> you see where I was going with you that were the one? Man. You were the man. <laughs> Segway Segway Kings. You know, Kendrick would probably create a, a song just perfect for high school basketball warm up. Oh yeah. You know, I'm dunking. But he was hot this week. This he he released his his album it's, this week. It's Kendrick Day. So Come on. officially at midnight, the new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Do I hit H? H? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, no, not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we didn't mean to do that to you, Kendrick. My bad. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, it's his uh, first album in five years. And I don't know if you guys saw the video, but it was, it was pretty prolific. So I saw clips of the video before I listened to the song, and I, and I, I might have just been trying told told Zayner about it, but. I think where you're going with this with with Nipsey and Kobe. Yeah, yeah. What so, did he do? So the last verse, um, after we'll we'll turn it off after we uh stop recording, but um, the last verse is coming from Nipsey's perspective, and so like he cha- he morph he morphs his face into all these people. It was uh I think it was OJ, and then um, I forgot who was next, but I think it was Jesse Smollett, Will Smith. Wow um kobe and nipsey and so um the last verse is about him talking to his killer as nipsey talking to the man who killed him yeah nipsey who he's gotcha yeah so like you got he he goes super in depth with it i can't remember any of the bars if i did i would say them right now but it was just like it was some it was some other shit but every perspective every person oh he had kanye on there too okay um Every person that he morphed into, he had some bars about kind of their perspective on things. Like uh Smart. With uh when he did Will Smith, one of the bars I remember was from the land of where hurt people hurt people. So it was like he's going through it in his in this- marriage, and then he went to go do what he did to Chris Rock. But he was saying that while he morphed into Will Smith, and it was it was cool. But that's wild. That's good. I mean, create a creative way to tell us to story tell. It's art, man. Yeah. It is. It was, it was some deep art, and like I said, he hasn't dropped anything in five years, so it's kind of like we've been waiting for him. Like it drops tonight. 
Yeah, tonight. But this song has been released. This video. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Came out on Monday, I believe. Yeah, Got to get yeah. the pre-order up. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, run that up. It's been a, a kind of a big couple of weeks for music. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it each episode. Honestly, you've gotten me in a... Because you're, you're collecting cards. I'm starting to collect vinyl now because I like music so much. So That's like awesome. Going back and get some of the shit that I like. And they are like some of these classic albums are fucking expensive right now. Yeah. Do you I, open I them really... and listen to them or, or no. no, you're just keeping them? I'm just sealed. keeping them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Art. I've got um, Nipsey's only album, Victory Lab. I've got Dirty Sprite 2 Future because they just re-released that one and that one just sold out immediately. The uh, the actual record is turquoise colored because that's the color of promethazine, but <laughs> if you mix it correctly but <laughs> it's, so it's, it's turquoise like, mm-hmm. it's not purple oh, it could be purple too depends what jolly rancher you if have you, in if the you styrofoam seen, yeah if you see if you see the uh album cover you'll be like all right i get it but, okay i see you <laughs> so I, I i do like collecting bible because like music is my shit so whenever uh mr morale and the big servers comes out i'm definitely gonna cop that one too i i will recommend to you adam any of the albums that you really like get a second copy that's what i was and, thinking too. and and open it and listen to it on a record player it's like a different i don't know how to explain it it's a different it's like obviously not the newer stuff but yeah it's like how an older album was meant to be heard to yeah it's it's a like different how it was produced you know it's different when you can't just like skip to the next track mm-hmm. i mean you can you can lift the pin up and move it but it's pretty it's pretty cool. So it's it's good to go through the whole album just on the vinyl. I think it's I'm trying cool. to pick out my record player and shout out to my boy Banks because he showed me like different record players to get and stuff. Um, but I pre ordered Kanye West Donda and like his production is like next level. And so I ordered two of those because I do want to hear it like how it's supposed to sound on on vinyl so i mean yeah. i'm excited i'm excited for that for sure for sure that's, that's cool. awesome that's, that's <laughs> awesome. really cool and i know you uh you want to talk about kevin samuels real yeah quick. man r.i.p kevin samuels um and i'll just touch on this briefly but um kevin samuels he came up during the pandemic yeah we there, don't know a lot about him so yeah uh, so there's a couple educate. people um do you guys who know uh know who d nice is dj d nice i don't so can't he, say that I do. So everybody was locked inside essentially, and so he would go on Instagram Live. He's like, I can't do the clubs anymore, so I'm just gonna DJ on Instagram Live. And millions of people were going into his live, and like Michelle Obama popped in there, all these different people, and they were commenting like they were in the club. Yeah. So it was just kind of funny to see that. Um, but Kevin Samuels is one of those people who blew up during the pandemic, like inside content creator. Um, which is why I want to shout him shout him out because I definitely look up to him. Um, but he started out as an image con- consultant. So um, a lot of guys who have um, kind of an awkward layer to them, never been around women, but want to be around women, want to have girlfriend, wife, whatever the case, start a family. The pickup artist? Yeah. Remember the old show on I remember was it that. VH1 or MTV? <laughs> but he wasn't, re- he wasn't really trying to like teach them game, if you will. It was just like, like get yourself correct and more presentable and this is how you approach a woman and stuff like that because i mean like growing up like nobody really teaches you how to do that and, and it's, if you're super like um isolated and an introvert it, it's i can imagine that being a very, it's intimidating. very, very difficult yeah. process you know <laughs> yeah oh yes yeah. it's hard <laughs> 
So he would he he would coach these guys on okay, this is this is what you do, this is how you're supposed to present yourself and uh, act in a certain way to to attract women essentially. And so what they kept reporting back to him was like I can't I can't pull any of these girls because they expect me to have 300k salary um, X amount of dollars saved. I'm supposed to be driving this car, this car, and this car. This feedback coming from the guys from that the Kevin guys Samuels has coached. coaching. So then he Pivot. fo- pivoted his focus to women and then started um, he started this live show and women would call into his line and saying, I can't get this type of man, blah, blah, blah. And they would say, like, oh, he has to have a uh, six-figure salary, drive this car. <laughs> Um, we're supposed to go on X vacations a year and all this stuff. And he's like, all right, cool. I hear your wish list. Um, how old are you? And then they would be like, ah, 35. Okay. How many kids do you have? Two. Okay. So you have kids by another man, but you want this type of man? Okay. What's your dress size? Uh, 14. Okay. And <laughs> you want this guy to be in shape, um, six figures. How much money do you single, make? Single, no kids. Yeah. How much money do you make? 60 grand a year okay so what makes you qualified for this type of guy why why would this happen so he's like he was trying to break it down like um and not all women sorry right ladies. right these generalizations <laughs> we're just talking about kevin but like growing up like a, a lot of girls are told like oh you're a princess you deserve x y and z blah 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 all this stuff and everybody deserves the best life whatever but you start getting this mindset of this is what a man is supposed to be. Right. That if they don't meet those qualifications, they're not worth right. their time. Right. And so they're poo-pooing the guy who makes 80 grand, but is like... Would be a good... A handyman or or whatever. Like, insert occupation. Right. But they're just passing those guys because they want the millionaire Lamborghini mm-hmm. driver that they deserve. Mm-hmm. And so um, Kevin Samuels passed away last week. Um, I think he was actually with a girl he met. Really? And um, he got he went to cardiac arrest and passed away. Damn. And so every I've never seen so much hate before on Twitter on somebody who passed away specifically from women. Like, good for him. That's wild. And they're like, anybody who supports Kevin Samuels, I hope you guys die too. Oh my all, God. all this type of shit because they were they were very triggered about what he was trying to tell people. Like, guys, let's be realistic. Cause his whole thing was keeping the family together. Yeah. And if you have this unrealistic mindset, you're always going to be like, oh, Prince Charming with 300K a year is out there. Mm-hmm. They genuinely believe this. like, And that that's the only way that they're going to – that's the only type of man that they can be happy with. Yeah, yeah, because that's how they are programmed. Yeah. And so he was trying to be like, you can still have a happy life with a guy who makes 70K or 80K but or so they turned or whatever. It, they, they're negative about him because – He's almost calling out their deficiencies yeah. or, or like, you know, what they would think is deficient in, in the guy that they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw a quote. He's being honest. I saw a quote on Twitter and it, I was kind of like, damn, this is kind of true. It's like uh, men date bodies and women date pockets. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like <laughs> Both are yeah. ridiculous. I, I mean, I think it's obviously a stereotype it's definitely over generalization Mm -hmm. but i i see where that but yeah that's like because like you and i right xander you're married you're married you're excluded (laughs) 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 we're just like i if i meet a girl i think is attractive i'm not asking i don't even give a fuck what she does i'm like does she look good 
Okay, cool. Can she hold the conversation? Okay, cool. When I go on a date, what's the first question they ask you? Oh, what do you do? Dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's a nice watch. Like, they're trying to figure it out. And so it's just like when I heard that, I was like, that's I just tell definitely them. an overgeneralization, but. I just tell them I'm unemployed and I'm into NFTs. <laughs> and then they, they run away. That's a clear way to get have somebody get out on it. Yes. That's why. Hey, at least you're being honest. That's that's all that's all anybody can be nowadays. Let's let's hop into the NFTs and I, I just wanted to bring that up. R.I.P. Kevin Samuel. Yeah, that's definitely great. An inspiration of mine. And I just thought it was fucked up how people were doing him online. But um how's your guys' mental health recently with the <laughs> I'm pulling up the current price. <laughs> So um, if you're tuning in this podcast and you're not very familiar with crypto, NFTs, or whatever the case right is right now, but um, the market's in a downturn. And not only crypto, but everything. Yeah. Stocks are down. Um, I'm thinking about buying some jewelry because that's the only thing that's up <laughs> or stays up. Blood but, diamonds. Yeah. But the market overall is down. Like, looking at my portfolio a little depressed for the last couple of weeks. Like, This is one of those times where... You know, depending on your your outlook on crypto, NFTs, really anything speculative, but mm -hmm. we're talking NFT and crypto. Like, this is it. it we were talking before. It's either it might still be scary, but it, it has a a chance to be an exciting time if if you're if you're confident or you have conviction in in the market or in in the well, everything that's involved in the market, like. Prices are down. ETH is down. Right. I just said ETH is down to $1,945 as of May 12th. Okay. Um, which is as low as it's been in, in a really long time, at least probably since, I think since I've been in, in this world. Yeah. Um, I'm not liquid and USD enough where, where I was ready to, like this is the time I would want to start buying some NFTs because yeah. everything's on sale. Like blue chip project, you know, Blue chip, right? All blue chip, top projects, um, things that you would never see below certain prices. Like, if you have the cash, and you can overextend yourself, like this is an awesome time to buy. But for imagine all the people out there that have overextended themselves because of all the hype, because of all, uh, just how crazy the market was in January, how mm -hmm. how insanely high it was. Like, if you if you put a large portion of your net worth into crypto or NFTs, then you, you might be ner you might be really nervous right now. So this is what I want to ask you guys both. At this point in time, do you still subscribe to buy the dip? I but do. I I think this is all about perspective. Honestly. Definitely. Like, mm -hmm. you ask five different people the same question, they're all going to have different answers based on yeah when they got into doing this, um, whether or not you're a flipper. A long-term holder, um, you know, if you're a n nervous person that you see it all the time in, in investing, people trying to time the market. Um, but you know, if you ask, you ask somebody. <laughs> we taking photos. Sorry, here. Posing, posing. Um, I caught it out of the we corner get of my eye. Xander flakes, you know what I'm saying? Sorry. You know, you you ask somebody who's been in the space for five years. They're gonna have a completely different answer than oh, somebody like somebody like me who just started looking at this stuff. You know, I, I want to hear six, six months, six to eight months ago. It's a good moment yeah. to talk about your journey. Like this is newer to you than it is to us. Yeah. So I, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm no, um, 
you know, I'm not a savant with NFTs or, or if anyone says they are, they're a liar or, um, you know, where anything is going. Um, but just since starting, you know, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's, uh, I think if you're, you know, in my, in my own perspective, this is something that I wanted to do for fun Mm -hmm. to have good conversations with one of my (laughs) best friends to, to start, you know, engaging with other people. Um, he saw me when we were together sitting over in the corner, just kind of not to have, talking to anybody. Yeah, I don't. I mean, just just to have fun. And there's obviously that little tiny nugget in the back of my head that's like, hey, this could be something in the future. Like, if you look back to the, you know, late '90s, the tech bubble. Right. Um, you know, this is like the early stages of the dot com era and you know back then you had companies that were making zero dollars but were trading in the stock market at like billions of dollars of market cap Mm -hmm. which is crazy because the typical way to value a company is you know seeing what the cash flows are how much revenue you generate you know what you project as like forward earnings and whatnot among other things um with nfts however it's a lot harder it's more like a like a commodity like artwork obviously right um and then you start talking about utility Mm -hmm. it's like well these are these are now things that you can or at least the way i've been trying to look at it it's like you're looking at it like you would look at a business you know who are the people that run the business do do we know what those people stand for are they genuine do they have a good track record do people respect them yeah um you know and that's that's a big thing all for things me that fall I, under like doing your own research yeah and like you know or doing your due diligence regardless or not if you're having fun i mean i think it's just you know it's smart to try and understand things now when i'm doing this the first time it's like yeah i had a ton of questions i was like right right how do i how do yeah. i even look at these Get like, into where that. do you even go like what what kind of stuff like these are just squiggles that i that i'm looking at like why do you like these so tell me about your first nft purchase um so my first nft purchase and why you did it and um, my first NFT purchase, I was looking at, um, you know, I've, I've had a Twitter for years. I, I think I started it, uh, I don't know, maybe in like 2009 or, or 10. I was probably, I think we got on Twitter at the same time, probably, you know, in early stages of college. Um, and over time, you know, I didn't really use Twitter all that much. Um, just look at like the top trending news stories. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can look under the categories, whatnot. So it's I like never newspaper. I never really yeah. used it. Probably followed you know a handful of people that I thought were interesting that I wanted to try and keep up with and whatever. Um, fast forward, I never really used it in college for for anything. Um, but then once. Uh, Matt really got into, um, yeah, that was, that was the first one. This is his first um, one. 
<laughs> once once Matt really got into NFTs, you know, we had been talking about it for for a long period of time. He and other friend Johnny, they were trying to convince me to sell my V friends early on. Well, you know, like I as a smart friend probably would do at that time. And you know, just coming from a a place of um just trying to be smart you know, with my money. a savvy yeah. investor, I was like, man, you paid what for these and now they're worth this yeah like run that up turn that what are, right back in. what are you what <laughs> yeah, are you yeah. thinking yeah. like how how could you just be sitting on this when they're you know and matt obviously um had some conviction in gary v and uh and the overall project yeah and the whole project yeah. i really knew nothing about it nothing about the backstory how Same. he put any, me on. how any of these things were created what their use was um really what why would anybody want one yeah um and then gradually over time you know i'm starting to look on twitter they're you know doing research just on nfts and you're on, getting spammed at the same time too. bitcoin on <laughs> ethereum trying yeah. to figure out what these smart contracts are how any of these transactions work so real quick were you into crypto before NFTs or did NFTs get you into crypto? No, I think I think um obviously we have a really good buddy who has been in the crypto space for a very long time. Okay. You know, like mid probably call it like 2015, 16. Um early man. Okay. Yeah. So he he was in it for a long, a long time, even before Matt. Um, but I don't necessarily think i was into crypto i thought it was interesting okay but i really had no idea what it was okay or what it could even be used for i think initially i just thought that um you know bitcoin people can actually use to buy things yeah and it was getting more um commonplace for people to actually use bitcoin as a form of payment okay mm -hmm. so that's what i initially thought it was for okay. and then all of these alternative coins I just had no yeah it was tough understanding for me to of, of really way. what it was for mm -hmm. but then with the nft stuff um understanding that like in certain cases you know you have to own ethereum because it's on the ethereum chain right in order to purchase a specific nft that's when i just started thinking you know i was i it wanted helped, to it helped clicked yeah so okay. i wanted to try and figure out why and you know why were people interested in it like why would you want something why would you want digital ownership of something when you could have physical ownership of something mm -hmm. and you know now it's more with the times and more people are maybe not understanding it but are getting into it for sure mm -hmm. um but kind of back to the 90s dot com bubble era it's like you know, we, or I think most people, what the goal is, is to try and find those projects and communities and companies, I'll call them mm -hmm. now, because they're, they actually are, you know, trying to find those ones that are going to be stable and right. outlast this bubble, yeah. so to speak, because Again, I think a lot of these projects are going to fizzle out. I think a lot of the creators of a lot of these projects are 
don't do the right thing. Oh, yeah. And it gives the space a bad rap. Um, That's why I wanted to ask you about your first NFT. Like, I yeah, haven't so, seen that so my, before. So my first NFT, um, <clears throat> I had created, I don't even know if I created a Coinbase account or a MetaMask yet. Okay. I don't think so. I remember we had to walk <coughs> through it and it, like you were trying to buy this one, but you couldn't get the Coinbase wasn't let you move the money to your MetaMask. Yeah, so I had been looking at Avastars because um, I can't remember what the guy's name was, but it was uh, like one Jimmy, of the leaders of Jimmy, the project. Jimmy? No, it wasn't. It was somebody else who had a really dope like 3D Steve Aoki Avastar profile picture. Okay, um, and I was like. Those are pretty cool. Like, I want to try and find one that you looks like. somewhat similar to me. Mm-hmm. So I figured out. <clears throat> sorry, my throat's starting to bother me. Oh, you good? Um, I figured out that they were Avastars. Ended up finding this one, and I was like, "Yo, can I shoot you some cash, and you can buy it for me?" <laughs> and then when I set this up, will you send, send it, it over? Me? Yeah. So he did, and that was the start. Hey, cool. It was still. Good for you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was still his his first purchase. It yeah, was, yeah. It, it was the market was hotter, so like he found what he wanted. It's like they were getting scooped up pretty fast. So yeah, well, and I think what time was this? Was this this like was like spring last November? year, December? Or, oh, December. November, December, okay. probably. It's like one of the <clears throat> first, you know, post summer bull runs. You know, okay, November is okay. time when everybody. When, yeah, I when, think ETH was at like four k. ETH was at, going yeah. crazy at the end of the year. Nuts. Nuts. Because people were saying, oh, this time next year is going to be at 10. And like Bitcoin's going to be at 100. And like it was it was going crazy at this point. Yeah. That's why I wanted to ask about what time frame yeah. it was. Because like. Yeah, it's relatively. I mean, we're all new in this. But it's just you see how quickly a couple months can can right. change everything. Change everything. Yeah. Like I don't even consider you a rookie. In it. <clears throat> like and it's only been a couple months. Like nothing real new has happened. But everything has happened. You know, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, it's yeah, a cool it's a cool thing. And I think initially, <clears throat> you know, I was just looking at stuff that I thought was interesting. And, you know, the Avastars I thought were cool, had no idea what the, you know, what the backing of the company was. But I was like, hey, if this guy who seems to know what he's talking about in right. NFT is like has his profile picture as an Avastar, it's got to be at least something somewhat reputable um, something you can hang your head on it's a pretty good project <clears throat> um and then after that i was really just looking at really inexpensive projects and up-and-coming artists like yeah. i started how- i started just getting these things that were you know <clears throat> 20 and 30 dollars um <laughs> just stuff that i liked and i thought it was cool he got me into art, like the NFT art more, because he he started pulling out these artists from wherever he was looking, and it's like, it, it just it's a whole different way to look at. The, I, I was looking at V Friends and utility based thing, like yeah. I was kind of staying away from the art, but that was kind of like you, yeah. But the more once he got interested in, I just kind of started looking a little more too, and and <coughs> uh, it, it's a different way to, it's it's a different type of NFT, but. At least the the artist communities that I found it's it's a lot calmer and it's like like it's a good little niche to to kind of 
hi- to like be in. It's different than all the hype. It's, yeah, it's, they're actually focused on what it looks like and and how they can use it. Or, yeah, versus like we're creating. This more is going to go up like an investment. Yes, yes. And, Which and I think now too, now that I've like done more on the NFT, you know, research slash have projects that I think I would want to own. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of getting more back into the art yeah. pieces. Like, And I think that's dope. Really small Twitter follower groups um, and just like really cool stuff. It like, feels good supporting an art. Like, you know the individual that is creating this. Yeah, like, like there's, there's this guy that I have been sending Broder messages about um his name's like serendipity on twitter okay and he's got these really dope they're almost like vinnie hager letters style pieces um but different obviously um but he's got a super small following like under a thousand followers and his pieces are sweet um there's another guy that's called like the five five lines guy or like okay. only five lines so he does portraits but he only uses five brush strokes okay how so like he creates these you know he's got like a biggie one he's got a he just did one today that's like willy wonka okay and he put it up you know he put it up for like a raffle on his twitter to do a private sale which i think is cool too and i think he's only got like 600 some followers um so let me ask you this real quick so like how do you find these artists? Like, are you primarily I, searching them on Twitter or yeah, I mean, OpenSea? Just like, I just want to see what what's new out here. It's or? it's kind of a little bit of both, I okay. I guess. Sometimes I'll find them through OpenSea, but like if I see something that I'll like, then I'll start clicking on the people that own Good on a the actual hole. okay that own the actual piece that I want. And I start looking at what they have. And a lot of times we have similar interests. Um, but a lot of the time I'll just see it. One of my followers will have like reacted to something to one of their Twitter messages. Mm-hmm. And that's where I found a handful of these guys Sweet. or gals. Okay. Um, like there's a super cool, hyper realistic. Um, her name's Claire Salvo. Okay. She does these insane, like, Bic pen drawings. Like, they're incredible. Okay. It's mind-blowing. I have no idea how she does it. But, like, that kind of stuff is cool. Yeah. Like, to be in on it as one of the first people and, like, see where it goes. Like, could go nowhere, but, you know, these projects are, like, 0.05 ETH. Right, right. It's fun. Yeah. Not I, to say that like I fun. don't want a crypto punk right. or a board ape, but like that. realistically, that's totally not gonna different. happen. I need the market like, to go to zero <laughs> for me to like So I don't know. I think that kind of stuff is cool. It's cool to like have things that you really want and that you don't think mm. necessarily are attainable. Like what you know, Broder and I, when I got into the space, I was like super amped on creature world. Like I thought oh, creatures yeah. were mm. really awesome. And I loved the story. I thought it was cool that, you know, like Shaq had one. Um, some other big names had them. And, yeah. you know, it had that big run up at, at the end of the year slash beginning of the year. And it's I was like, three or four. that would be really cool to have one of those. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple months ago, like finally it 
came down and I was like, you know, if these if these guys get to like below an ETH, like Gonna I'm going to I'm going to try score. I'm going to try my best <laughs> to get one that I like. See, hearing, hearing you speak about it, it's I, I, I love hearing this because it's like you genuinely like the art. Like we haven't talked about. I mean, we'll get into it, but we haven't talked about investments. We haven't talked about it's up, it's down. Yeah, like, I mean, I, again, that's I said I me. said this yeah. before the before the pod, too. But I was like in this type of marketplace, if you're a if you're a guy that's like doing this for fun and yeah, obviously you hate to see the projects that you like go down in yeah. value on, on paper, but like you really haven't lost any money until you've sold it. So right. I, you know, big facts. I'm, I'm holding yeah, on damn. to these things because down, down the road, like I think it's going to be cool to ha have been an investor in like mm -hmm. a number of these super early projects that hopefully they go somewhere cool. But like, regardless of if they do, I'm gonna remember the stories of us going to VCon, right. and, and like I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna remember that like I called Broder and I was like, "Yo, will you buy this for me?" <laughs> like, and I'm gonna remember all the times that we have like chatted about cool projects yeah. that I think are fun. And and, and like, if the art, your your artworks go to zero, you still like the art. You found yeah. pieces that you enjoy right. and artists that you enjoy, so it's not as money motivated. Yeah, I mean, I think the. You know the the other side of that is like, yeah, it's fun, but it's it's expensive too. If you if you do pick out certain projects, so you have to kind of balance it. Like that's why I think it's really cool to find these small projects, small creators that are like doing something cool mm -hmm. that you like, and like investing in those guys. Mm -hmm. It's like you're almost like an angel investor. Yeah, like an early company. How about so a two, to speak? Two minute but. break. Take a little intermission time. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. All I right. I could use some water. Too. We'll be right back. I figured. Welcome back. Brief intermission. Um, contract your podcast episode five. And we're back off mic. We were talking a little bit about minting a new project and, and the, the anticipation of seeing what you actually uh, purchase. So, um, at first, and this is why I love that Xander's on the pod, I was looking at it from just an investment standpoint. So, you know, um, as NFT guys, like when the reveal hasn't happened yet, that's kind of when the price is up and you're like, oh, this is going to hit or whatever the case. And it's just a bunch of hype. I think the best one that I can think of to illustrate this, I, it was, uh, I think it was like, Mechaverse, I forgot yep. what the name was. Mechaverse. Was it Mechaverse? Was that the one with Kevin? They I don't know. Was it Kevin? Was that was that the one Kevin with Kevin Rose? No, the no. uh you know that meme, the Kevin? It was like the Pixel. Oh no, Pixelmon oh, is the okay, one I'm okay. thinking yeah. of. Where like the people rug. were paying like eight, nine ETH for like the pre reveal mints. So Mechaverse, these things look like Gundams and they there's no like differentiating factors, in my opinion, between Mm -hmm. what they would look like they're paying 15 eth 14 eth before reveal and so like it was a huge thing that people couldn't get on the white list to mint the project and all this stuff as soon as it came out they all looked the same and the price freaking tanked. yeah so, it's a game of yeah. you know when you mint something and they don't they don't provide you the actual image of the nft until a certain point or they all sold out or, or whatever they're they're moment is where they reveal it it's a 
you got a lot you got decisions to make like if it's about the money do you post it pre-reveal for to make a little bit of a profit while those prices are up but your risk is when it does reveal did you get one of the rarer ones right is that going to be the one that's worth a million dollars and are you going to buy more yeah pre-reveal to even your odds a little bit there's that whole flip cult there's a whole flip community like like people are in it just to flip you know good for that that's that's good for them you know it's sometimes good sometimes bad for projects but speaking of how you like what you're in it for like can you give us an overview about v friends i know we've talked about it a few times oh, yeah. in previous pods but i mean we're going to vcon so i wanted to get everyone i figured understanding uh, on what's going on professor broder uh uh in class let's um, do it so we're going to vcon us you're going to vcon but the the key the key to v, the the ticket to vcon and I'm pulling up. I got some visuals that I'm going to present to them, but I'm going to hopefully find a way to get them get them up on the the video when we yeah. post it. But um, the VCon ticket, the only way to receive a ticket to VCon was by holding a VFriends version one. Now, now they're they are for sale on the secondary market on OpenSea. You can go buy the VCon tickets, but before that, the only way that you were able to get a ticket to this mega conference is by Owning a V Friends one. And side note, my very first purchase, my very first NFT purchase was V Friends, was exactly one year ago today. Oh, that's dope. Was exactly one year Happy ago today. Birthday. I got the Common Sense Cow on May 12th, 2021. 21. Give me some of that. Give me some of that. It's a good thing you didn't press the H. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry again, Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Kendrick. <laughs> so V Friends one. This is a, a an NFT friends an NFT project by Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, um, that's being developed around intellectual property. You know, his goal in this project is to create characters that share message that that are available in front of the masses to share um, traits and emotional traits, things that Gary believes in. Um, that Gary wants to change the world with. He wants people to talk about empathy and being positive and hard work and hustling. So he's creating these characters to then create and build out this IP over time. Um, the very first um, series, the very first V Friends, V Friends One, were just a bunch of hand drawn sketches that he did. You know, he's not gonna uh, market himself as some crazy, um, crazy awesome artist, but. He thought it was really important, um, the word provenance, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 initial moment that these were created, it was from his hand, went from his brain to his hand, his pen to this piece of paper that then, you know, they got put on the block. Can I pause you just yeah, for hit one me second? Do you have a V friend? I do not. Okay. I do not. I not, a, not a V friend, a book game or a series two? I do, do have, have book games. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. So we'll... we'll uh, We'll get into that. I'm I'm scoping out the VF2s, yeah. obviously. This is, that's where the opportunity is right now. What? Actually, the story that I told you about what happened last night. Yeah. The the main guy who had the issue, he had book games. Come on. We talked about that. No shit. I just remember that. That's awesome. <laughs> I like him even more. I know we can't have that on the pod, but I like it. Sander, we'll tell you off mic. But. All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, ultimately. Sorry, I'm, you were saying Gary's head to his hand, the pen. Yeah. To the so, blockchain. So a lot of people have been talking about these initial characters. It's hard to understand why someone would pay thousands of dollars for this sketch that people say looks like a kid drew it. But the goal is that if these characters that he drew turn into 
Disney, turn into Transformers, G.I. Joe, like whatever level of IP, you know, it ends up at in 40, 50 years that these original sketches are like the first time Walt Disney drew Mickey Mouse. Like if that was on eBay, it'd be going for millions. Like it's just that initial it's the rookie card. It's the the beginning. There's something special about that in collecting. So he's got these characters. You can see the empathy elephant, the entrepreneur elf, patient panda, ambitious angel. These are all characters that the more people own these, the more people talk about these or see them in cartoons, um, um, memorabilia. Like he's going to try to put these in front of as many eyes as possible. They're not the most amazing drawings, although I kind of like some, you know, it is Hopefully what it is. Hopefully you can get this visual on here because yeah. it, it does tell the story a yeah. little bit better. It, and it's kind of needed when talking about the transition from this to eventually. We're going to get the screen recordings going. Eventually through. series yeah. two. So um, the initial drop, there are 10,255 tokens. There are 268 different characters, and they're all separated his rarity system is kind of like sports cards where there are just different tiers of, of like serial numbers on cards where there's a, a, a core empathy elephant. There's 20 of these. These are the ones with the white background, the rare there's eight. You keep going down. They've got some spectaculars, a holographic one. There's only one holographic empathy elephant. There's only one lava or bubble gum or diamond. So the more valuable, the more expensive ones right now, are the one of ones than the one of twos and one of five. So that's how he's developing the 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 rarity, at least from the beginning. Um, the cool part about V Friend Series One, he also included within those characters there were access tokens. So the main utility that you get with owning a V Friend Series One is the ticket to VCon. That's your in real life mm -hmm. value that you own this. You get a ticket to this conference for three years. Real life utility. Real life right. utility. He also included, I don't know um, the total number, I, I should have found that out, but there were a couple tokens that actually give you access in time with or in front of him. Like the Podcast Panther gives you an episode where Gary V will be a guest on your podcast once a year for the next three years. Oh, we need that one. Right? Like, like that'd be sick if you have a podcast. You, there's a bowling boa. You get to play, play you get to go bowling with Gary uh, once a time for the next three years. FaceTime Frog. All these things were again real life utility. Real life utility, yeah. and he's giving his time where you're going to have conversations. You're going to talk about things like like he's he's giving you his time, which is extremely valuable to to a lot of people. You know, if if he just sold an hour of his time on on some platform, like he it would be going for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm about to so, look up how much the podcast Panther is. Yeah, check it check it out. Um, <laughs> I'd be curious. Um, and then the last kind of cool part of VF1 is the gift goat. There are 555 of these. And this is an NFT that by owning this at random times over the next three years, they're just going to send mail you, send you gifts of whatever they want to send you. They decided actually a couple months ago to also attach an NFT to it. So you're going to get 18 more gifts in real life and 18 NFTs. Um, so the value that goes wow, along with this crazy. and the kind of creative stuff that they're doing with new artists and including them in these these gifts are are insane. So it's a really cool. The gift goat has got to be. It's one of the more expensive prized possess. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And it's turning into a At, after the three years on these ones. What's the does he like reset that or no. is he just stopping that after for those 2020 as whatever. of today he's just stopping it okay. um the the cool thing about the blockchain and nfts 
at any point he could add to this. Like he could, you know, the, the, if this market continues to go down and everything drops, like if he wanted to add value to his project, he could just, he could, he could send 18 more gifts to the gift. He could, he could adjust it in any way he wants. Part of the cool thing about, about building this project project. Um, but so real quick, yo, podcast Panther, 500 ETH, 500 ETH. That's that's, a, that's the only one that's up. Oh, that is a million dollars. Wow. Everything else is, it's not listed. But M- wow. See, most people who buy, they, they, they're buying that now for a reason. Like they don't want to sell it. They, right. they want to have him on, on your podcast. So creates this now hold cult. Like after the three years though, I bet they're not going to be super expensive unless he re ups the, or he turns the podcast Panther into a character like in V friends Two, where he develops that in an own, in its own different way. Right. So again, VF one, your, your main utility from owning a VF one is getting this VCon ticket. We're going to talk about that in, in a couple minutes. So, I was fortunate enough to get to mint three V friends early. So I was sent three tickets. We're rolling to VCon. And thank you so much, sir. Really, oh, dude. really yeah, dude. appreciate that. It's going to be unreal. It's so much better so doing cool. this with other people. Like this is, it's so great to be on this journey with you guys. Like I bet you guys can imagine if we, if we're all doing this individually, it's It'll scary. A, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not as fun, <laughs> not as fun. So part two, actually part 1.5 to V friends. And uh, um, if I get off track, I'm trying to move as fast as oh, possible. You're good. You're good. Keep me rolling. Yeah. Um, Gary did this thing. Called, he calls it book games. And he, he tied this to um, a book that he released, a real life book that he wrote called yeah. 12 and a half, leveraging the emotional ingredients necessary for business success. Um, in this book, he talks about 12 different traits like empathy, like um, conviction, different things that he wants. You can build a business by, by, treating people with kindness and treating people like you don't have to be an asshole um, boss to be successful. He, he wants these traits to be mainstream. So with book games, um, he did this cool function where there was a, a Friday afternoon in August where he said for the next 24 hours, whoever buys 12 books off Amazon or Barnes and Nobles, you know, this is all pre-ordered. Whoever pre-orders 12 books later on in the year, he's going to airdrop you an NFT. We didn't know what it was, um, but ultimately he created this book games ecosystem where he, for every 12 books, he's going to give you one of these book game tokens. And what these tokens um, get you or, or what these take tokens are used for, there's, there were 125,000 of these sent out. Oh, and, and side note. So you got one book game for every 12. one book game token. For every 12 books that you purchased. Correct. Mm-hmm. So I bought 72 books and I got six book game tokens. Okay. Like where else, in what other stratus, in what other galaxy is, is someone buying 72 of the same books? Right. And there were people. How many were, do you have left? I have probably 72. 60. <laughs> I have probably 60 left. Um, but I, you I got the tokens. Yeah, I got the tokens. And, and I see these tokens as as being used as kind of a, a currency within the yeah. VFriends ecosystem. With the book games, they created this exchange, the book games exchange, where you can burn your book tokens in exchange for something else, an NFT, um, trading cards, uh, real-life experiences. Like, he, Gary and the VFriends, they're going to build out this book games exchange over time where he could say, you know, I, I'm, I'm in Detroit this weekend, 
I'm having dinner with Shaquille O'Neal or with Cade Cunningham on Saturday. If anyone's around, burn 10 book games and come to dinner with us. Like, like he could do whatever at any point. Right. Like he could turn this into manipulate a, whatever yeah. out of the contracts that are booking 100 percent, and they all have different frames different traits within these and there are different requirements and different things to burn you need to burn three of them you need to burn five with the fur frame or or five with the goal like there there are so many things that he can do with it but also when you burn tokens they can never be used again so the supply of one hundred and twenty-five thousand is just going to over time just get completely um milked yeah um and full transparency i own two dozen Two dozen books. Yeah, so I probably book have. Games. A, I probably have about like maybe nine left. Okay. Yeah. You've been sharing them around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a pretty good book. It's an easy read. Easy read. Um. So yeah, you know, on their site, they they actually keep up to date real life stats of the different types of tokens that are burnt, so you can see, you know, the the rarity of these are 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 changing over time. Now, the most recent iteration to v friends is the series two that we've been talking a lot about yeah. for the last last couple of weeks and this is where these hand-drawn characters are starting to come to life these are where where he's trying to put these put these characters in in a mainstream plate he's trying to get these in front of yeah and, to me he's adding another layer of value by upgrading those drawings and like like you said like holding on to those original drawings i think is going to be the long term like oh shit you have you have one of the originals like, that's what i think so too yeah. um but that doesn't take away from the how, new series how cool some of these new yeah. series and and with how expensive the originals got to to bring more people into this community you need to come in at a, a much lower lower uh, price point so these were released they were all under a thousand dollars there were fifty five thousand of them and you can start to see how how some of these characters start to start to evolve and you're like wait okay we really need to screen share this we got to get this up yeah you you can see it in a cartoon or you can see it on on t-shirts and mm-hmm. swag and and different things that are not even on cereal boxes like he's talked about all these different things yo when you um dm'd me about the the gift goat yeah in the the uh was it johnny walker label mm-hmm. yeah like that for me put in perspective like okay he's using this in his business dealings for branding adding value to the collection like that's another in real life you yeah that he's adding to anybody who holds that specific nft and i was just like kind of it's partly the genius of gary partly when you talk about like doing your own research and learning who's running these projects it it, it's gary but he's also he's got this multi-billion dollar digital marketing and and media agency like he's got the infrastructure and connections and relationships behind to like actually do this right you know right it's not just a roadmap there is no roadmap it's it's actually probably there is no roadmap there is it's you got to have faith in in what he's building and actually understand what's going on so you know i i included you hopefully we can show these on the we're definitely doing on the video i didn't know you had this This i just made this uh i made this yesterday to try to show like holy shit like sometimes you need to see visuals of i don't get this but oh Okay, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's gonna be on TV on Saturday. Yeah, we gotta get this on the on the pod. Yeah, on yeah, the recording. Yeah. It's wild. Here's the the befuddled burglar. You can see there's a couple different poses. You know, all the different backgrounds. So so there's a lot of cool cool things that that are gonna come of it. The 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 first 
utility that that comes tied along with these v friends series 2 is actually a trading card game that for everyone who minted a series 2 so not buying it off the secondary market but if you actually were able to legit mint it legit mint it you're going to be sent for every token that you get uh this trading card game that has a characters they have different different attributes and skills and stuff and how many cards come in each of the things uh, i don't i don't know for sure Th maybe that, like 10 or something like that and i think it's it might be more. I don't know. I don't want to misspeak. And you minted one, so you'll be able to. Yeah. So I minted six. Six. So yeah. you'll you'll but you'll eventually be able to have more insight into the card game. Yeah. Okay. And, and all the information is there's a long blog that kind of explains the whole thing. I didn't put all that okay. information in here, but uh, in your minting process yeah. of the VF2s, you received three automatically from your yeah. Good point. One correct. So owning the V friend one we were airdropped or we were able to claim one for free. And then you had six book game tokens, mm -hmm. correct? So you got three more so from those six? It, it was a little, there were a few more variables to that part. Like by owning the six tokens, um, I actually, I was able to enter the raffle for their their friends list, which or white list, allow list. They call it a friends list. Basically, but you won half of the Yeah, I, I was, I was fortunate. Yeah, I was... I was lucky enough to get three chosen spots. I could have three gotten, of your six. Yeah, I could have gotten one. I could have gotten six. I could have gotten zero. Got it. Okay. There are some people that had 20 and ended up getting zero. So it was just wow. it was totally random. But that's how many people there was such a such a demand for these when they were coming out. And with all these the gas wars that have been public these last couple months, like, oh, my God, like they they decided to do this friends list to avoid it. So as many of the fifty five thousand tokens that could be avoided in a public sale. They tried to get those out, and then there were about 15,000 left that went into a public sale. People had to pay probably more in, in gas. But I think they handled everything in that pretty pretty well, too. So it's cool how you can see these, these develop. And, yeah. and while this is it's a unique project in terms of it's a, a, an NFT, a PFP project uh, um, devoted to IP and characters like having the utility be something like vcon we're gonna where we're gonna be able to go in and hear and see from so many um experienced and new minds in mm -hmm. web3 and, and across all different types of art music um all, all different types of of verticals and industries like so exciting it's gonna be it's gonna be so cool real quick xander yep. as because you and i both are looking at um v friend series too What's catching your eye right now? Just out of curiosity. Like we had a segment about do your own research, but I and I've been texting Broder. I was like, yo, I like uh uh Flex and Fox, all all as these. As far as ones. the characters yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what what, what um, are you into? I yeah, I mean I, I think um at least for me, I I think I was going more on the side of, you know stuff that i actually enjoy doing mm -hmm. and also um what do you mean by that like the background like no i i guess i'm just talking like i enjoy fishing so like i was looking at you know the shark or oh, okay the hammerhead or like the barracuda the brilliant um, barracuda it's and then you gotta say the <laughs> yeah i don't i don't remember all of I know, the, I know, all I know. of the names but um so i really liked those um i I love space, so okay. I thought the astronaut was really cool. Like I, I've always kind of 
been a big fan of space and the okay. adventurous um, astronaut. You know, that's one he's going to develop. So, I, so I do, I do really like that one. I really like the willful wizard. That's like my top pick. Okay. Like if I if I could get one, I would I would get that one. Um, what about you? They're they're a bit expensive though. So see, that's why I wanted to ask him because, like, again, our mindsets are so different. Because I was texting him, I was like, uh, "The gorilla, they he's got Gary V signatures all over him. Does that mean something? Like, should I get something with his signature? Should I get um, the evo- one of the evolution cards, depending on what character it is? So like, it's just interesting. Like, because we were we were saying earlier on the pod, like, you talk to five different people, get five different um, answers on why they got into NFTs or what NFT actually is and things like that. So I, I was just curious of like, okay, how are you assessing? Mm-hmm. I think how- it's more of like the the meaning behind either the the word that is associated with the character mm-hmm. um, or, you know, just the aesthetics of the character itself. Yeah. Like with the wizard, I just think the wizard is the coolest looking one. Uh-huh. It, it's not... It is a ver- sweet... Versus like... The super cutesy like right. butterflies and you know I know the Gary B is like a huge one but like that one doesn't really resonate interest mm-hmm. me yeah, yeah, all yeah. that much, um, and you know I guess the, as far as like the backgrounds go I don't know like I love surfing and you know being in the ocean so like that one sort of resonates with me like the big wave background just kind of stuck out yeah um, like I think that one's cool um as far as like the poses like i could really care less if it's gotcha. sleeping or if mm-hmm. it's you know doing a <laughs> yoga pose or whatever it's doing you know that i guess i'm more so about picking the right character and got you if i can't get the right character then at least getting um you know one of the actual yeah. adjectives that and that's what I would recommend with the character, I, like finding something that just kind of speaks to you, whether it's the 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 word, the um, the trait, the positive empathy, if that speaks to you or just how it looks or the back. Just find something you like, because the the rarity with V friends operates a little bit, a little bit different because all the character. I think there's almost the exact amount of the same characters developed, but in V friends land, like there are certain characters that Gary talks about a lot or, or certain he talks about empathy. Elephant is one of the top ones, you know, empathy is the name of his, his old, his wine company. And, right. and the, the empathy elephant, like he's just, you know, he's going to have conviction in building that out or the patient Panda. Um, so there are things that just have their own sort of, you know, allure to it that are worth more now. And there mm-hmm. are some that are at the floor that who knows, like, like the, the sensitive centipede at the floor, depending on what it turns into, like it could be a prize character in 10, 20 years or two or who knows. Um, so yeah, I just recommend getting, getting what speaks to you. I mean, I think at, at least at a base, you need to at least like yeah. the character. Oh or, yeah, for or, sure. Or like the yeah. picture regardless of, you, could you know, if there's, if there's like a floor, something that I think is cool, yeah. then sure. Why not? I yeah. mean, especially, Right now, you know, we're talking market being down and crypto crash and whatnot. Hell yeah. Um, you know, like those ones on the floor are actually somewhat affordable for some people. Yeah. 
and you know maybe the character that you really like is way out of your price range mm -hmm. so i think that's something to consider too you don't want to overextend and that's when it starts getting to be not fun right like right right when you when you are doing something that is going to put you in a position where you're like this has to work yeah, yeah. or you're gonna, gonna be, be in a big you know <laughs> those are people that aren't feeling so good right about now so i yeah i mean again perspective is huge um and just being smart about the for stuff sure that, the stuff that you're yeah. buying and investing it's, in um, it's hard because if you're just speculating on what's going to be the biggest investment like you might get you might be right at some point but like you also might not like it right like i don't particularly like the empath empathy elephant right like that doesn't mean yeah. that it's not going to be a the great top. thing like maybe i'm just stupid and yeah. <laughs> like i don't know i that's fine like other people can like it and i'm happy that other people do like it i think it's i think it's great 100 percent. you know it's it's cool i think really just betting on the creators and the people behind the projects is, is yeah is the is the key it's like regardless of if you have a floor one or a top you know top five or ten percent rarity one in the eyes of everyone else um you know if you're part of the project and the project takes off like you know say you bought a board ape back in august of 2021 i i'd care less if i had a floor eight or a, <laughs> right 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 you know like that wouldn't necessarily Just the fact that you have it at that point. matter like you're a part of the project you're a part of the group you're a part yeah. of the community um so what excites you guys the most about vcon I was just looking at the speakers. And oh, you think I just got excited? My favorite speaker so far. Oh, <laughs> Eva, <Corey>. Eva. <laughs> but honestly, the networking, man, like meeting like minded people like us, just trying to figure out this thing, um, checking out other people's wallets, their portfolios, what they have going on, what their thoughts are on certain projects, and just like we're we're all in the space to learn about what's going on, and so. For me, it's just honestly connecting with people who hopefully we can throw on the pod. But yeah, um, that's what excites me the most more than anything. I think a lot of the a lot of the speakers too, you know, like they're all going to be relatively short. It's not like we're going right, right. to like, like twenty five sitting minute. down for three hours listening to somebody talk. It's mm -hmm. I feel like it's more about the community aspect and like, you know taking what you hear from 25 35 different people and like different perspectives you know, maybe maybe you get a maybe you get a different outlook on one or five or 10 different projects yeah maybe you find some people that you really like and i don't know i i think a lot of this stuff goes so far in depth too like a lot of these projects where they've got you know they've got tokens within themselves like and you can do certain things like mm -hmm. I guess I'm I'm thinking of like Supducks, for example. Like I think the project is super cool, but like I haven't even delved into like Volt is like its own proprietary currency amongst right. Supducks. And like they've got King Frogs and now they've got these toads where you can like lick a toad and your duck <laughs> gets 
wacky and like if the duck god comes then he gives you a new airdrop <laughs> or something and then you can it's it's just like beyond my scope of knowledge right but like it's something that i think is cool and that could be super interesting yeah in the long term it's like this is gonna be its own thing like within the metaverse right. i feel like amongst web th it's like it's like a video game company almost <laughs> it's like where are they gonna go with this if someone just heard those few sentences they're like this podcast is clearly on shrooms yeah yeah, oh, yeah. but but it's <laughs> it, it's like stuff like that even with the creature world stuff too it's like you're actually using your creature to like alter your nft yeah. based on decisions that you make which is nuts it's wild and like to think that you're gonna be able to I don't even know what's going on, but like you be able to potentially use your creature that you've created mm -hmm. in a game that has its own internal value is like just what you can do with the contracts is just like yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild. There's a cool one on on at Friday at two twenty. Desmore Desmore Derek Morgan and Des Bryant, two former NFL players, are talking about. Uh, the the panel discussions hanging them up on the blockchain. They they both started their own projects, yeah. like to learn what what like like how'd you go from professional sports to the blockchain yeah. NFTs? Um, there's one the intersection of sports, business, and technology with Rich Kleiman. Like like there are so many the future of NFTs and art with Bobby Kim's and Bobby Hundreds and Danny Cole, the Creature World creator. Like yeah. we're gonna have to have like a pre call and figure out yes. right, who are we gonna hit. Well, yeah, I mean, I think on on each of these days, you know, there's in the morning sessions, particularly, it seems like there's a lot of overlap in mm -hmm. which groups you can go to. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have to figure out. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if we all want to do the exact same thing. Right. If we Probably not. Split up That's or it. like Saturday morning at 930 is Pharrell. Yeah. Like Pharrell, I think would be really cool to see, obviously. I think it's safe to say we're all going to go see Pharrell. Yeah, big big yeah. Pharrell fan. <laughs> He's on the main stage with Gary in the morning, like just to see how it's set up. They're going to have all these different booths and, and or or even like the a candy digital. There's You're like excited this, for the Grand Slam? Thing. Yeah. The virtual is virtual, virtual baseball, and virtual batting with, oh, with candy digital. They've got in their the Coinbase lounge that they're calling it. Like I was reading that they're going to have like. Po apps specifically oh, yeah. for like each of the booths that they so download the Po app, you know, Po app, that okay. Po app app. There are gonna be <laughs> there are gonna be some surprises that we we can't even think about right now, which is why we need to talk again after. I'm, I can't I'm wait just, for the pod after. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I I feel like there's so much opportunity for cool stuff to happen mm -hmm. that like that's what excites me the most. The unknown, like, really. Like, like what what are they gonna do? what will they have there because all of these creators are going to be in this space and i've got to assume that there's going to be you know specific holder access points right or like if you, know, you have like, the signatures right on one of your vfs like does that get you <laughs> like, in can line? you get into a certain spot or like right if you own a particular project are they going to have their own lounge you know <sighs> like all the different stages are are the backgrounds of the v friend series too like like for or, or, uh, one of the uh, one of the panels is at the gratitude grove one is that like the dirt so they're yeah. they're mixing that in but it's cool but you're right like, i might buy my v friends too when i'm there <laughs> that'd be cool <laughs> i might do that like 
It's not a bad idea. Not I, a bad I was idea. thinking about that too, but I was also thinking too, you know, like the only people or a good majority of the people you've got to assume are already V friends holders, right? So like, yeah, I mean, but you can buy a ticket, can't you? Yeah. Well, you could buy it on the secondary. Yeah. But I'm assuming like all of the people that are holding VF ones are, will are be a, probably a high percentage going. There are probably a lot who people who bought multiple, like I got three been bringing two, two of my boys. Yeah. There are fun, like an actual like funds, NFT funds that probably bought true 30. Right. And, yeah. and so they might not even be those tickets just might be, you know, gone. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, at great. the end of the day, like, because there's two more years of this and it's tied to the token, like they need the friends needs to make this what they say, like the most. So what are so, they doing for like the tickets for next year? Do they airdrop you three yeah. more tickets? Yeah. That's why they that's added. Wild. That's why they were just going to have your token be your access. But by turning them into tickets, it creates another collectible and another yeah. token. So like, you get three more tickets that you can then resell before or after. Right. Um, it's wild. So they need everyone who's at VCon to have an experience of a lifetime. So yeah. everyone wants to go next year. Yeah. Because even next year and the year after, like the tickets are your only way in. So this is like there's three NFT events that I'm aware of. And this is in the top three. I think it's uh, NYC NFT. Mm -hmm. And... I think it's towards the end of the year. I forget the name of the actual conference, but it's in Miami. Art Basel? Is it Art Basel? With I think that that's well, that's been hot. Like the okay. NFTs kind of took over took Art over Basel. Art Basel. Okay. Um, so that might be what you're thinking. Okay. About. Okay. And there are new ones popping up. There's a, a isn't NFT New York in June? Yeah, June mm -hmm. like 21st or something. Are you either of you guys going to that? No, or no, no. Let me talk about it. It's right around your birthday. Yeah. So you'll be back in Miami. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> he likes a Puerto Rican lady. That's okay Probably. with me. So, um, it's going to be Whatever great, man. floats your boat. Yeah. Hey, man. But, dude, one week. You guys excited? I'm super excited. excited. I'm Can't super wait for excited. it. Right, web, we're web all on the women. same flight, right? Oh, yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Web3 women. Here I come. <laughs> I'll be I'll be the Web3 wingman. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty. Put that on your put that on your tag. Yeah. Whatever whatever it comes at. I should create a new Twitter for yeah. Web3 wingman. Web3 wingman. I we, love it. We might not have to release that pod cause, this pod because I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I realized we got to. I'll go quick on our Southpaw stories. So yeah, we probably yeah, want to wrap yeah, it up yeah. here. But I just brought. Um, I started collecting some Space Jam's cards over the last couple oh, of years. Word. Okay. You know, it's so Michael Jordan cards, Upper Duck, back in 1996, they put out um, a Space Jam set. And so I started scooping them up, and I wanted to bring it into this episode because, you know, one of the reasons I wanted this or, or, or speculate that this could be valuable someday, there's less of a story around the card, but I wanted this because on this specific card, there's Michael Jordan and a bunch of Looney Tunes characters, like uh -huh. Bugs Bunny, um, Elmer Fudd, uh, Elmer Fudd Tweed Birds. So I think it at some point like having that ip having those characters on a card with michael jordan with the dude in space jam you know right. i forget what his name is but I like his name is too jurassic I, park guy yeah yes <laughs> i know exactly like that's a perfect example it's like you know what it's going to be even cooler one day to have these characters on it's, a card uh, it's newman from Seinfeld. oh yeah newman. Newman. newman yes he gets chased around by the little yeah. the little dinosaur um 
with that with the ears. Also, did they come out with any uh, LeBron James Space Jam cards? Ooh, you could I, get you could get the second uh, the second coming, the true. second issuance of I, the I Space like Jam that. cards. These are back in the nineties. Yeah. Like like, there's not going to be more created to that. Um, so do you have you have the whole series of these? I don't have the whole Space series. Jam cards? There's a lot of cards, and it was it's getting a little outrageous uh, price wise. Yeah, r- running the bill up, but o- over time, maybe I do fill it out. But love it. I probably got 20, 25 different Space James cards. Side note: Did you watch Space Jam too? I did. Was that good? Eh, it's okay. It was okay. Yeah, I think it's. I, I thought think, it was going to be bigger. Like yeah. I thought it was going to actually catapult these higher, but I think it kind of flopped because it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. started watching it with uh, one of my kids on the plane, but no headphones was tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it might have made it more enjoyable. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, crazy. Well, Adam, you want to take us out? Yeah, man. Episode five. Episode six. I don't know. What are we might, we might We're probably record. coming back after VCon, yeah. unless we sneak Either, one in. Unless we sneak one in, we'll, we'll, we'll have Xander back on, and we'll, we'll give you guys the post-game the post yeah. interview about VCon and the, the Web3 women and what we bought and what we got. Everything we have going on. Oh, like yeah. my mind, I can't even wrap my mind around what's what's going to be. We need this place. event just to just to kind of focus us again. Yeah, we should we should try and uh, – we didn't really touch on some of our favorite projects individually – either so maybe that's something we yeah. can oh yeah can chat about too we can yeah, talk exactly. for hours yeah Xander, thanks for coming on. all right yeah, boys appreciate you, man. thanks for First having me appreciate it guys one last round of applause for Xander. let's go